right, Sean, let's, let's go ahead and tie up our capes. I got that aerodynamics with our capes. What do you say about calls? That was a close call. Glad we figured it out, though. We're going to be talking about capes, cows, and close calls. Capes, cows, and close calls. That's the one we got. That's it. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Capes, Cows, and Close Calls. My name is Nick. With me always is my co-host, Sean Stick'em Up Fighting Irish King. <laughs> What's up, everybody? All right, Sean. The reason why I gave you a little different nickname today is because we're doing one of our faves. This is it. You got the bell ready? Ding, ding. We're doing a versus episode, folks. Woo. All close calls, all episode. Just two heroes villains anti-heroes what have you somewhere randomly duking it out we decide let's do it yeah you know what's exciting about this episode i'm gonna let, i'm gonna let our listeners in we're going back in time we are. <laughs> we're traveling back we are a little bit we are going we are going back so, to the so admittedly this is technically an order episode we never put out Jeez. And now we have to redo our beginning. Why are you letting them know? Because it's funny. You don't need to I'm excited to go scenes. back in time. <laughs> Do you know what's great about it? Because I was editing it, so we had to take the original out, and like we had this whole conversation about Venom, and I was like, "Oh man, this movie's out already." <laughs> I mean, it works. The timing is <laughs> arguably a little bit better, right? Yeah. All right. So, well, yeah. So we're recording this fake intro for this yep. old episode that we recorded. <laughs> Going back just, in time, you got to spin it. We're just going to tack we on. We were younger then. We were uh, <laughs> less wise. We were what? Six months younger? Six months. Something like that. <laughs> so oh, man. We're just tacking on this fake intro. Yeah. To, um, you know what? Though? It's going to fit flawlessly. Episode. They're not even going to know when it changes. No, they'll never no. know. They, they'll no. never know. It could change right now. Yeah. Or it could have already changed. Who knows? It's, this is very true. That's the mystery. <laughs> All right. So who's who's our first fight? Well, do you want to explain what our versus Ooh. episodes is about? What yeah, we do? How this works? Ex- yeah. We should do what the are the rules, rules Sean? Because I have no idea. All right. So the rules are that it's the strongest version of of the characters we choose. So... There's a lot of different iterations of characters, and whatever the strongest one is that we're knowledgeable about is the one that we're using. Um, but they also do need to fit into their like character, right? Like, so the example we always use: it, it Superman doesn't kill, so Superman's not gonna kill, right? He's not gonna use his heat vision and just melt normally. some human hero away. Like yeah. he's gonna do what he normally does. But a character like Wolverine, who may result to killing, if need be. Will kill. Will result to killing if yeah. need be. So yeah. Um, and then our special little spin is that the special. arena is gonna be picked at random. Um, so the elements of the arena are gonna play a factor into their fight. We don't know what the arenas are going in. We know who we're gonna f- have fight first, but yeah. So like, if you throw Aquaman in a desert, while we've seen that it won't like completely incapacitate him, it'll definitely slow him down because he's nowhere near water he can get dried out that kind of right. stuff although in the preview for aquaman we see him in the desert i know I mean, he just jumps is, out of a plane like what i'm saying he's been like in the desert no big before deal. he's okay he can be in the desert but just not for like super extended periods of time also in the middle of a fight with like you know 
Shazam or something. Yeah. Like, that's not going to work, right? Right. Um, so, yeah, we're going to go ahead and we're going to start this off. Ding, ding. I Who's think that's it? all the rules, right? There's yeah, nothing else it. to we're, it. No, we're very basic. Yeah, true. Keeping things broad and easy. <laughs> Has it changed over? Who knows? All right. So, first up, we got <laughs> King Shark versus Killer Croc. Ooh. So let me talk about Killer Croc real quick. Give an idea of who the character is, right? So his real name is Waylon Jones. He was born with a uh, a genetic disorder. So, the, I mean, as all characters, there's kind of, you know, different story arcs. But basically, I mean, he was so deformed that, like, when he was born, like, it actually killed his mother. And he was then raised by his aunt. And his aunt was like a crazy drunk that would like make him like scrub all his skills away whenever it grew. And I mean, it's kind of just led him all down a negative path. He was always getting made fun of. And I mean, it just kind of led him to being like a, a criminal. And his whole thing is he wanted to be like the, the baddest of the bad um, in Gotham. Uh, before this, I guess I should mention that he, uh, he used to travel with the circus. And like his act was like he would like legit fight a crocodile to the death. So like every day he would just be killing crocodiles in a fight. Um. Yeah, so I mean, basically, he's he's a crocodile. He's got the strength of a crocodile. He's got a uh, you know jagged teeth. Um, it's said that like you know crocodiles have really crazy strong jaws, and that's something that he has. So he's constantly biting things, and he can like you know break chains with like his teeth and shit. He's got claws. He's got uh, invulnerable skin, so you can't just like shoot him. Like it's not gonna penetrate his skin. Uh, he's got speed. He's got agility. Um, he can regenerate to a point. I mean, he's not like Deadpool or Wolverine where it's like instantly, but like if you hurt him, like he'll heal faster than like the, you know, average supervillain. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that's, that's the basics of, you know, your killer croc. Killer croc. All right, we got King Shark stepping into the ring. So why we both, why we chose to, aquatic-ish mutant-ish characters i don't know we just threw some stuff out there figure why not right so king shark is he was born in hawaii his real name is nawehu i think that's how you say it i don't know it's hawaiian i don't speak hawaiian so i'm not 100 <laughs> percent sure how to pronounce it but i'm gonna go with that to say with confidence yeah nawehu nawehi nawehya something along those lines but he's he's a humanoid shark he has Shark upper body, shark head, shark fin, human-like legs. He has a tail for some reason. Not like a shark tail, but just like a regular tail, which is different. In some iterations, he doesn't always have a tail. Sometimes he does have a tail. Um, but he is, so some believe, well, he believes personally that he is the son of a shark god, right? The king of all sharks. He believes that his mom basically has sex with another humanoid shark. Or a shark, actually, not a humanoid shark, like a, just a shark, a shark god, and then he came to be. Um, some people believe he's just like a mutation that just kind of mutated into a humanoid shark. But yeah, I mean, that's just, it's, it's, look, it's nothing crazy about him. Like, I think that's why we chose both of these characters because they don't have huge backgrounds or huge origin stories. They're just two just monstrous characters just kind of put up against each other. Similar to Killer Croc, King Shark is kind of like what his name implies, right? He has shark-like teeth, claws, 
He's an amazing swimmer. He can breathe underwater. He can live on land for short periods of time, not permanently, because he does still mostly have gills, so he has to get into the water at some point. Uh, super tough skin like a shark. Um, yeah, I mean, that's... that's about, oh, and superhuman strength. Also, he's, like, enormous. He's, like, eight, nine feet tall or something like that. So he's he's real, real big uh, and has super. I was actually strength. looking it up. He's... Uh He's not that tall. He's 7'2", and he's 380 pounds. That's still pretty massive. I mean, yeah, that's huge. Um, okay, so he's he's, yeah. he's 7 feet. 7 foot 2. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty much it. So, let's, uh, let, me, let me pick the pick the arena here. Let's see what we get. I don't want to be an all dramatic about this. Cute <laughs> <laughs> <Q> drum roll. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so they're going to Apocalypse. Oh, wow. All right, let's do it. So, I mean, here we are in Apocalypse, right? So that's where, right. uh, that's Darkseid's planet for our listeners here. Um, it's a very, like, dead kind of planet it's very fiery they got these huge like fire pits going all the way through the planet's core and everything it's got a real bad atmosphere like <laughs> real fucked up yeah um whole bunch of slaves there too they have parademons so i mean if you've seen the justice league movie those flying bug things are the parademons those things are flying around um i mean they got huge creatures that they ride around on there's there's the granny goodness character and she's got her fairy characters and there's all these characters that consider themselves to be the new gods and all these really powerful people there. Cool. And they're always kind of right on the edge of war. Am I right? Uh, no, I think that only really happens like when dark side's missing when dark side's there, they're like, well, yeah, they're on the brick of war with, trying to take over other planets but they have like a civil war thing going whenever like dark sides away okay cool 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 are you ready oh i'm ready all right fight so they're on apocalypse let's just say i don't know let's just say they find themselves on opposite sides like say uh one who is who is dark side always fighting is it granny goodness no um it's all father yeah okay sure let's just say one of them has been recruited by dark side the other one has been recruited by all father so they find themselves on apocalypse ready to battle it out all they know is they got to fight each other how do you think it's going to go down like what would be the start is there there's no water on apocalypse though right so that's the thing there's there's no water in apocalypse Oof. right so man king shark is at a disadvantage dude Killer Croc is kind of at a disadvantage, too. I mean, he's definitely strongest in the water, but he's fine out of the water. He's a lizard, so I feel like he's fine with the hot temperatures and everything. Like, he's good. He's golden, man. He's golden. So I go. think this is going to start with a, with an all-out, you know, running towards it to kind of, like, brawl. Yeah, right? that's so very true. I kind of picture him just, like, you know, going swinging, claws, you know, going all over the place, and there's going to be a whole bunch of biting. There will be a whole um, bunch of biting. Yeah, that's definitely true. So, 
I mean, Krakatoa's got some of the strongest jaws, as I said earlier. I think I think he's just going to be biting, going through all that, like, you know, shark kind of flesh, just ripping them apart. Who do you think is physically stronger, though? Because I would say King Shark is physically stronger. Like, he's able to trade blows with Aquaman. At one point, even be being portrayed as stronger than Aquaman. I don't know if King, I don't know if Killer Croc is on that. That he's I mean, super strong, but I don't know if he's on that level. So if we're going with the strongest version of the character, right? I'm thinking of Killer Croc from like the the Arkham games, where he's like this huge, towering guy. Right. So I'm, I have to imagine that he he's fairly strong. Um. And you know, I mean, Aquaman's strong, but I mean, how strong is Aquaman? Aquaman, it, I mean, he's like nowhere near like he's not like Superman level, right? But I like to think that he's above. He a could. Lot of people. He's knocked Superman like, on his ass before. Yeah, but I mean, Batman's done that. What? That, that's a. So what? Do we, what do we really? That's say? not a fair argument, though. <laughs> it's true, though. Whatever, man. Okay, so I mean, Killer Croc <laughs> can like punch. King Shark can like punch through steel, and like I mean, his jaws are probably strong enough to pierce Killer Croc's exterior. Maybe I don't know, man. That's that's hard to say. Yeah, I mean, I guess because apparently it's very hard to get through Killer Croc's skin. Yeah, right. But I don't think Killer Croc's gonna have any issue getting through that um, shark skin. Especially, I mean, because Killer Croc's jaws can straight up bite through chains. That's true. I mean, easily. King Shark, he's, like I said, he's strong enough. I think physically, I think King Shark is stronger. But it'd just be a matter of if he's strong enough to get through Killer Croc's armor before he basically dies of heat stroke. Because that's really what it's going to come down to. Like, King Shark is going to be put on a timer. Killer Croc is also going to be put on a timer, but it might be a little bit longer. I think he'll be able to withstand the heat a little bit longer than than King King Shark would. But I do think he's physically stronger. I think he's going to give him some good some good hits, some good licks. Um, Killer Croc may bite off one of his hands, but King Shark can rehabilitate his limbs. He's he's grown back limbs before in the past. So, but yeah, no, I think I think what's I think what's ultimately going to take him down is the heat exhaustion. That's fair. So you're thinking Killer Croc and him are going to go at it, and then eventually Killer Croc can probably outlast King Shark. Yeah, I think. And that's how I the think that's probably what's going to happen. Yeah, dude, I'd be all ready for these brawls, and then like the <laughs> stupid environment throws a wrench in my plans, and I'm like. Uh. that's great though it's like it hasn't really worked all that much it's probably gonna this time but last time it never worked to my advantage and it's like this is your idea <laughs> was it it was you my idea you're right environment idea <laughs> i just wanted to be different man everybody like dude there's millions of these verses episodes and and podcasts and youtube videos and stuff like that and it's always they're always so similar. Like, they just put the characters up against each other. So, I just thought, what could make ours a little different? You know what I mean? Like, what could give it a little bit of uniqueness? And I thought having a different environment could, could do that. Because I haven't seen that done. Everybody's always just like, they're on neutral grounds or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, like no, nah, this shit ain't neutral. 
It can definitely be, they can definitely be affected. But sometimes that happens in the comic books. Like sometimes they find themselves in situations that might not be ideal for them. It's how they overcome. Unfortunately. Yeah, I feel like that happens more often than yeah. not in the, in the comic yeah. books. That's kind of like the thing that it is you know, thing. pushes the fight over. For sure. But like, unfortunately, sometimes it just doesn't work out in my favor. <laughs> like, because I mean, the, the, the thing is like, these are, these two characters, they're not, they're not smart characters, right? They're really just about like right. brute, brute strength and like savagery. And they're probably equal in that terms, but King Shark wouldn't be smart enough to try to figure out a strategy before he died from the heat. You know what I mean? Like it just, and I mean, neither would Killer Croc. So ultimately they probably both end up dying, but King Shark would probably die first. Yeah, that's that's what I'm yeah. saying. Like it's just going to be an all a brawl. Yeah. And then the heat's gonna get just, one just of them before I think one could beat the other. Biting the shit out of each other, just yeah. you know, slashing. Does does Killer Croc have or uh, does uh, King Shark have claws? Too? Yeah, yeah, real strong yeah, ones. So just clawing and then biting nonstop. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I mean, they both they're similar, dude. Like Killer Killer Croc's skin is arguably probably tougher than King Shark's, but King Shark does have nearly invulnerable invulnerable skin i mean like he has to be able to withstand the pressures of like the deep ocean so i mean it's there like he's on like right he can definitely he's bulletproof and all that stuff so that's not an issue he's cool in the cold like he can take the cold the cold's not a problem the heat it will be the problem yeah all right so i guess we got to give this one the killer croc ding ding real quick before we move on well, if we made it more basic terms, just just for fun, right? Okay. Who would what or what would win? Who would win? I don't know. Mm. A shark versus a crocodile. Oh, you mean like just in general? Yeah, just in general, the animals. Because I mean, that's essentially what this came down it, to. It was a shark fighting a crocodile. Ooh, ah. Uh, mm. And I don't know. Like, I honestly, it would be tough. I mean, the fact if it was an apocalypse, it would be the crocodile, just because the shark couldn't get out of the water. I think a, I think a crocodile would still kill a shark. If if the crocodile could yeah. get his jaws around the shark onto the shark, he'd definitely lose that battle. the The trick would be the crocodile catching the shark, because sharks can swim faster than crocs. Crocs can swim pretty fucking quick. But sharks can swim faster. And it but not only that, but it would be pretty hard for the shark to pierce the crocodile in the same way. But if he came straight from the side and got him from top and bottom, because his jaws are big enough to go around most crocs, right? Got him from the top and bottom, he pierced his belly, it'd be pretty much a done deal. But then the croc may just snap his jaws over, grab a fin. Right. And just like if he if he gets a hold of a fin dude and does a death roll and rips that sucker off, shark's done. <laughs> done. Crocodiles can use their tails too, can't they? Yeah, they're fucking like the fighting crazy. Shit, wrap it around. Yeah, you they're and... crazy powerful. They wouldn't really not so much as wrap it around you, but just like it can swing it with like the force of like a fucking baseball bat, like. It could easily knock <laughs> a person or even a, an animal out, probably. So, yeah, that'd be All right, tough. Fair enough. Let's move on because this is not an Animal Planet podcast. That's true. <laughs> it could be, though. <laughs> All right, so next All up right. in the arena, we got... Oh, oh, 
Were you going? No, I was just going to say what you were going to say. Right, next cool. fight. All right. Who we got next? We got Clayface versus Venom. Nice, nice, nice. It's a little different, right? Yeah, Trying to shake things up a little bit. You know what I mean? Not make it too too ordinary. Dare to be different is what I what I always say. You know? <laughs> so. I feel like this is one of those like debates like not many people have ever talked about. No, not at all. Because it's yeah. just why would you? <sighs> we might most be the of the first. time these it's very yeah, possible. These, <laughs> these characters wouldn't even come into the same like realm of conversation. So it's like yeah, you definitely. I'm sure no one has ever thought like, what if they ever battled each other? You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. But we did because we're cool. <laughs> And we're trying to shake things up. All right, so again, we're gonna we're gonna go the Marvel DC route. You're gonna be arguing for the DC character. I'm gonna be arguing for the Marvel character. So you got Clayface. I got Venom. You want to go ahead and lay down some Clayface knowledge? Yeah. So there's actually there's like been like six or seven Clayfaces, which I did not realize. I'm most familiar with like the animated series Clayface. Yeah, me too. Um. Which his name is Matt Hagen, but Matt Hagen in the comic book was different than he was in the animated series. Just for a little fun fact, though, uh, Basso, Cl- I don't even know how you say that dude's last name. It's like Clover or something like that was the first one, and he wasn't even like Clay or anything. He was just like an actor that started killing people in the comics. So he was just a serial killer. He was just a serial killer. Oh, okay. That's and he just took fun. on the name Clayface, but he yeah. like wasn't Clay. But anyways, so Clayface. Um, the origin I'm most familiar with, like I said, I'm going to go animated series, right? So he was also, it was Matt Hagen who was an actor. Um, Matt Hagen in the comic book actually got transformed by scuba diving and he like found this platotasm stuff and it just altered his DNA. Uh, but in the animated series, he got... Um, this like he was like working for the mob because his face got deformed in a accident and they gave him this clay that allowed him to change his face back to what it originally looked like so he can continue acting but then they made him do like all these like you know dirty deals kind of thing and then he tried to like steal all the clay from them so they like dumped it all over him pretty mm-hmm. much okay so his powers, he can shapeshift. Um, he's got super strength. He's got super agility. He's got super durability. So basically, I mean, he essentially is clay. So, I mean, you smack him around, you're just smacking into clay. You can't really, like, put dents or, you know, bruise him or anything like that. Um, he can change his form into anything. So, like, he can shapeshift, but he can also, like, make his, like, hands, like, you know, bricks or he can make it into like an axe or whatever and you know beat you with that right um he's really only has one weakness and that's cold you can freeze him but i mean other than that he doesn't really we see batman do consistently yeah that's like the go-to for him. that's that's definitely his go-to there's always some uh some uh quick quick freeze grenades and batman's utility belt just in case clay clay (laughs) face pops up uh, he can also has like poisonous tips to him, so he can hit you with poison while he's cleaning you up. Yeah, Ooh. I didn't even know that until I was looking into it right now. That's that sounds unpleasant. Yeah, 
no fun. Jeez. All right, is that about it for him then? Yeah, that's about it. All right, cool, cool. So then we went up uh, up against Clayface. Good old, good old Clayface. We got Venom. So just like Clayface, there's a few different versions of Venom. Not just okay. So we know Venom. Quick origin for people who don't know: Venom is the alien symbiote that once you know bonded with Spider-Man. Um, that's what initially caused the black suit Spider-Man and like enhanced his strength and his his webbing and things like that. But then he ended up bonding with Eddie Brock, which was a reporter that hated Peter Parker and Spider-Man. And so did the symbiote ended up hating him too. And that's why they were kind of drawn. The symbiote was kind of drawn to Eddie Brock because he felt that hatred he had for Spider-Man and Peter Parker. Um, But we've had Eddie Brock Venom, which is arguably the most popular and then the second one would be uh, Agent Venom when he took over uh, Peter's high school bully Flash Thompson, but he was more of a soldier than he was just like a uh, a fucking lunatic. You know what I mean? So <laughs> he like he like used like weaponry and things like that, like guns, grenades, and again he was he was more of a soldier. He was an asset for the United States than he was just. A big mouth, long jawed maniac trying to kill Spider Man. So, yeah, that, I mean that's like the the general overview of his history. So he bonded with Eddie Brock. They hated they hated Peter Parker and Spider Man together, but because of the symbiote, he had enhanced strength. He's arguably just as strong, if not stronger, than Spider Man. Um, enhanced movement and reflexes. So. Just like Spider-Man, he could, you know, leap and, and dodge and, you know, be all flexible and do the, the cool backflips and stuff. All that good stuff. Um, the Venom symbiote actually takes, it recalls the powers and abilities of its previous hosts. So that's why Venom is so similar to Spider-Man in that way. Because he was the first symbiote, he was the, Spider-Man was the first uh, host that the symbiote bonded with so he adapted some of spider-man's power so that's why venom also has like webbing and can stick to walls and and kind of do a lot of the things that spider-man can do uh except it it's limitless like so his webbing is limitless his tentacles he can like you know stretch out the symbiote and have tentacles and like stick to things and stuff like that um so that's that's one of his coolest powers and then, i mean he has like other smaller stuff like he can camouflage like he is normally all black, but he can camouflage and like adapt to his environment. He can somewhat shape shift, shape shift, not like Clayface in the sense where he can like take on different faces and things like that. But he can like change his arms into, you know, certain weapons or or things like that. So that's like the, the big rundown of Venom. So let's go ahead and pick out this arena. And see where our two boys are gonna meet up, and kind of um, gross it out. I guess they're gonna be kind of <laughs> mushy all over the place, right? Ah, <laughs> uh, a gross battle. Yeah. All right. So we're we're going back to the DC universe with the Watchtower. The Watchtower. All right. So you want to tell us what the Watchtower is? So the Watchtower is the Justice League headquarters. Um, typically, it's in space, whether it's 
I mean, I've seen versions with it on the moon. I've seen the versions of it just floating. I've seen versions of it like floating on like an asteroid that's orbiting the moon. But um, basically, it's a it's the Justice League headquarters in space. Things you can expect to see is you know a whole bunch of like rooms, um, the Justice League, which I guess we won't put into this because that wouldn't make any sense. No, um, maybe like a like some training areas, you know, places that like mimic. Um, you know, scenarios to fight in. Uh, I think a lot of times they have like robots and stuff up there that they can go and fight against and, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. So the, the things that could affect this battle at the watchtower, probably number one, they're in space, right? So if somebody breaks a window or something, boom, that's all the oxygen out of the room, right? Uh, right. They very likely get sucked into space. Um, the other thing would be, like you said, like training facilities and things like that. So there's probably a ton of weapons laying around, a ton of like training equipment, uh, different rooms where you can go into, where you could probably activate some robots or things like that. There might be a Batman utility belt laying around somewhere. Like you never, <laughs> you never know. I you see. know what I mean? <laughs> I see where you're going. <laughs> you know what I mean? Might, might be a little, a few of those, a few of those ice grenades just kind of dangling about <laughs> somewhere in batman's room um yeah i mean so we're, we're we're doing it as if there's nobody in the watchtower right it's just empty right they also have like that huge vault of like um things that they've they've confiscated from other villains like weapons and things like that long pause. okay oh okay no, no, I was, I was thinking of different versions and if they have vaults or not. They had the one in, uh, I guess I'm thinking of the animated series again. Uh, they had the one in there. Right, because of the episode where they got the uh, destroyer or whatever that thing was called. Yeah, I think that's what it was called. Cool, you ready to get in the fight? Yeah, I'm ready. All right. You want uh, me to you, start or you want? You, yeah, you, uh, you go ahead and you start this one off. All right, so here's the thing. Clayface is definitely, he is tough to beat. Like you said, his his main weakness is ice, which I get. You got to kind of make him cold. Um, here Here's where I think the fight's going to go, right? So it is going to be a pretty gross battle. There's going to be a lot of like <laughs> oozing and, and, and tentacles and long tongues and all types of stuff uh they'll probably do a lot of brawling uh we'll probably see venom get stuck in Clayface quite a few times because i'd imagine that he probably just kind of go you know all out balls to the walls and just kind of try to tackle him or something like just <laughs> just like get in there you know what i mean and and Clayface yeah. will probably like sloop slop him up um with 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 the clay and things like that i think as far as intellect goes, I want to say I don't think that Clayface is necessarily smarter, but I think that he might be a little more strategic in the way he fights. And Venom, again, is just kind of more of like just kind of like a, a, a maniac. Like there have been instances where he's demonstrated, you know, pretty good um, like strategy and like intellect. So if if that version of him comes out, I could honestly see him maybe just busting a window and just calling it a fight because he is an alien, right? He can survive in space. 
I don't know if he can necessarily just survive floating around in space. I think if anything, Clayface will get sucked out of the thing before before Venom does. Alright, so this this is the way I see it going down, right? Watchtower not in the watchtower. I like how you're trying to use that to your advantage. It's good. Damn right I am. But but in reality I feel like I mean, Clayface really only has one weakness, right? Meanwhile, Venom, you can beat the fuck out of Venom and you can beat him down. Now Venom does have that other weakness if I'm if I'm not mistaken, he he's like weak to like high frequency sounds. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But you don't have to do that. You can just beat the shit out of him. So my yep. whole thing is, man, he's going to be getting like, you know, axes and brick walls and all those other kind of crazy things just thrown at him just beating the shit out of him meanwhile venom while tactical i don't think he's gonna put it together his weakness and he's gonna keep trying to like smack him around and it's not gonna make a difference for him see i don't i don't and even like Ven- it's not you're making it seem like Venom's just like a pushover. Like Venom can like take some blows. Like it's not like he's just like, oh, I get hit and I'm I'm just no, kind of yeah, gone. You I know get what that. I mean? But can you imagine getting hit repeatedly by a brick wall? He also has the reflexes of Spider Man. It's not like it's gonna be that easy to just throw but a that's brick thing wall. Too. At him. I mean, also he's not the strength. necessarily got a lot of room because he's in the watchtower right i'm imagining okay. finding him some type of hallway or something or even just <laughs> why, are they in a, <laughs> why are they in a hallway all I the space know. in the watchtower they're in a hallway bro well, i mean either way where where are they necessarily i think the i guess I, I guess if you're in the main room and they got the high ceilings then yeah he's got areas to jump around but i mean venom or uh clayface can make himself huge so he's gonna be like you know throwing huge arms of clay that has walls over and granted for a while there venom is going to be dodging them i'm not i'm not arguing that he's definitely going to be dodging probably 70 percent of the things um clayface is going to throw at him him. absolutely the other 30 percent is going to be him getting hit in the wall and as soon as venom is kind of cornered in a spot where he can't move around jump around he's just gonna get beat the fuck out of bro and venom still has super strength though it's not like he's just gonna what's just take what's those strength hits gonna do him what do you mean he can take those blows like that's like yeah i get it clayface can basically turn himself into a, a brick but venom could venom could bite bite through a brick wall you think he can't take a hit from a brick wall like that's nothing but That's how many times can he get hit by a Venom's brick wall? Way, like, and then it's not like it'd be that easy to trap him. Like, it's it it in terms of speed and and uh, agility. Like, Venom has a huge upper hand when it comes to that. The only thing, the only thing I could argue is, I other than the space thing, I'm not sure how Venom could take out Clayface. That would that would be the only thing I'm not sure of. But I don't I don't think that Clayface could could kill Venom or take him down cuz this would be a fight to the death. Like they're going to one of them's going to kill the other one. I definitely I think Clayface could I think it would take a really long time. But I think in the end the person that would still be standing is Clayface. Just because how is he going to take him down short of him? I guess smacking a window but i i I mean does 
clay like not survive in space i guess i don't know the 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 physics of all that he still breathes oxygen though like yes he is made of clay but he still breathes oxygen i i guess i don't i don't know if that's necessarily true because when i think of his versions there's times where he like absorbs into water and then he's like traveling through the ocean and then getting the clay collected in another area so when he's in the water he's not breathing in oxygen plus his whole body's clay how's his body taking in oxygen Mm. i don't know man pressure's not gonna be an issue in space because he can just form to the pressure because i mean whatever happens to his body it just moves in that way so i think I have no reason to believe that Clayface is necessarily going to have issues in space that Venom also wouldn't have. I guess, man. I like it. It was creative. I think he would have a better chance of going into the armory and Venom trying different guns and finding something. Well, Venom can produce guns. Like, he can produce weaponry from his body. But can he produce a nice gun? Well, no. See, that's what I mean? I think the best chance being in the Watchtower is, here I am marking for your character now, is if Venom found an ice gun somewhere within the Watchtower. I think that's the only real scenario that Venom could win. Which is entirely possible. It is. It's completely possible. But can he do that while fighting before getting beaten to submission? I don't know. And how long is it going to take for Venom to realize his brute force on Clayface is not mattering. I mean, <laughs> I got Clayface, you on the ropes, bro. <laughs> a little bit, but here's the again. You're making it seem as though Clayface is just gonna like beat the shit out of Venom, and like that's that's just not it's gonna not, happen. Like, no, not not Venom's at all. But gonna throw some real some real heavy blows at him. Okay, but what are those blows like, going to do at all? For a while, they're going to go, like, tentacle to tentacle, like, it, it's it's going to be a, a brawl. But but that's the thing. So, tentacle to the tentacle, only, okay. but the tenta- And the only but, way that Clayface could kill Venom is if he gets the symbiote, symbiote off of him and, like, kills Eddie Brock, kills the host. And unless Clayface figures out to produce some type of high frequency sound to to get them to separate, like it's not gonna happen. That's the that's the weapon right next to the ice gun. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just a race to who gets yeah, to the weapon yeah. first. Whoever, whoever gets to the weapon first. No, but that's the thing though. I couldn't imagine Clayface picking up a weapon. So that's that's the one thing I could see Venom doing over him. But I mean, I, I guess I don't know. I always thought that you could beat venom out and you can knock him out but you can't do that to Clayface because he's clay like you punch him and like your fist just goes into clay like it's not actually producing any type of damage but that's not true when you hit venom when you hit venom even though he's got you know all the tentacles and he's got the symbiote suit his i mean eddie brock's body is still there and he still takes the blows yeah that's true i get that so that's, it is, that's what I'm it saying. is greatly all reduced. Out, yeah, you know, 100%. But the all-out fight, if they're just going at a brute force, nothing that Venom's going to do to Clayface is going to matter. But what Clayface does to Venom will matter at some point. And I'm saying if he's throwing brick walls, he's getting big-ass axes, and 
I mean, I, oh, cinder blocks. I mean, what else? Do you whatever you can pretty much imagine is getting smacking them in the face. Even if it's thirty percent of the time, eventually that's going to take venom out. I was still maintaining the argument that venom would crack a window, and they would just okay. Go but then, but then they're both in space. in space, and then. And then what happens? And they just both lose? Like, they're just floating around. Venom space. eventually hits a planet and he just takes over another but body. So does, so does Clayface. Could Clayface really survive in space? Because space is freezing cold, and that's his one weakness the cold. You'd freeze in space. Okay, but he wouldn't die. Uh-huh. It, would be the, it would be the same argument. Bro, it would, he would float. Until they landed on the planet, he would thaw out, and then we would just be right back at it. <laughs> Bro, if he froze and Venom hit him and shattered him to a thousand pieces, because that's what he'd do, he'd be done. There'd be no I more Clayface. I mean, if enough of him landed in the same area and thawed <laughs> out, then it still comes back together. Because that's, that's what always happens to Clayface. He gets frozen, shattered into pieces, but then as soon as it thaws out, it just it's attracted to each other, so it just all comes back. I keep moving my arms up like everybody can see it, but I'm doing the motion for all the clay to come back together. <laughs> <laughs> how does, how, does Can Clayface produce more clay? Or does he have yes. a finite amount of clay... And I if he just, he, like, loses, because, like, a chunk of it, it's just gone. I believe he produces more. Because it, I don't know. I don't know if they ever really, really go into it. But when you think about when you see him, he's able to make himself super small and super big. So I have to imagine when he's making himself big, he's producing more clay. Mm-hmm. Or just stretching out the clay that he has. Or he could just be stretching it out. That's, that's a good point, too. Yeah. So if it became a battle of who gets to the weapon first... How do you think that race would go? I'd imagine Clayface is probably slithering his way through some vents or something. And Venom's probably just kind of banging through walls. Yeah. I mean, if I think if it did become to became a race for a weapon, Venom's getting there first. There's no Thank way. you. But I, I would argue the fact that they would even put that together. That that's the route that they have to go is to pick up a weapon. Yeah. And what are the odds of them finding the right weapon? Like, who's thinking, oh, I can freeze them? Or who's thinking, oh, I can use, you know, a high-frequency thing? If Fair anything, enough. Clayface might put that together faster by, like, hitting something within the watchtower that made a loud noise and seeing the reaction that would happen to Venom. All right, man. <laughs> this well, is a good debate. This actually went uh, more than I thought I would. I'm gonna. I'm not giving you this one. I'm just gonna call it a close call. All right, that's I'm that's not, fair. Like, we can call I'm it not a close giving call. Giving you the win. I'm not. Our, I'm not 100 percent convinced. Our audience can can decide who wins. There's there's some more to yeah, I'm not thinking of right now that I, I know, know can make him win this battle. There's going to be one person that listens to this episode that's going to be a hardcore Venom fan, and he's probably in his car. He or she is in his car screaming right now that there's no way. (laughs) There's no way. No, I know. I know. All right. I'm (laughs) calling this one a close call. Sounds good. We have to have at least one close call. All right. Fair enough. Next up, we're going to do Ghost Rider versus... The Human Torch. Different. Both fiery guys, right? Right. 
All right, who, wait, you're doing Human Torch, right? I'm yeah, doing Human doing Torch. Doing Human Torch. So got, this is a Marvel on Marvel fight. True, true. All right, so um, I, Human Torch is probably a lot shorter than Ghost Rider, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Do you want me to talk about I can just knock it out real quick? Yeah, go ahead. So his name is Johnny Storm. He's um, the younger brother of Sue Storm, who eventually marries uh, Mr. Fantastic Reed Richards. Um, basically, their their origins real basic. Um, from the original comic, they um, Reed Richards builds a rocket that is able to travel to other planets. And then the the project gets scrapped like last minute and Reed Richards feels like he's put so much work into it that he's got to take it anyway. So he hires, well, so he convinces Sue to come with and then Johnny Storm decides he's got to come with it to protect his sister. And then they get the thing who is going to be the pilot to go fly up there. They get hit by a cosmic storm. All of them get powers. Um, Johnny gets the power um, to basically ignite his whole body onto fire. And he can shoot fire, he can fly around, he burns crazy hot, um, he can burn to the temperature of the sun. Um, supernova. Supernova, exactly. Uh, that's that's basically it. He tends to be a little bit of a hothead, you know, obviously because he's a fire person, so he, he sometimes makes really rash decisions. Literally um, and physic- figuratively a hothead. Yeah, I, exactly. But, I, I mean, that's pretty much all there is to him. All right, cool. Ghost Rider. You know, to be honest with you, man. I, I think you got to say it again with a deep voice. It feels what? like it's got to be like. Ghost Rider. Yeah. yeah something right. like that. Is that better? All right. Um, I'm not a huge Ghost Rider fan. I, I never have been. Like, I I didn't know a ton about him before this. But, you know, we're we're professionals here. We do our research when need be. So I did some research <laughs> on this on this guy. Uh, there's actually been four different Ghost Riders, which I didn't know. I always thought it was just one dude. Uh, but there's been... There's technically... No, there's been four. The first, the very first Ghost Rider was actually not the Ghost Rider we know today. So, fun fact. It's not the Ghost Rider we know today. It's not the Flame and Skull and the Motorcycle. The first Marvel Ghost Rider was a dude dressed in a all-white like cowboy outfit with a white mask that rode a all-white horse huh yeah yeah think about that for a second i know doesn't it like get passed down like when the when ghost Ghost rider dies and there's a new ghost rider isn't that how that works uh kind of yeah 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 kind of uh, so yeah, that Ghost Rider was the first Ghost Rider, but then they eventually changed his name to Phantom Rider, which actually fits his his get up a little bit better than uh, than Ghost Rider. And then we got the Ghost Rider we know of today, Johnny Blaze, which is the one I'm gonna mostly focus on. But there's also been there's a current Ghost Rider that's not Johnny Blaze, who actually doesn't have a motorcycle. He has a uh, dodge challenger that actually has like the flaming wheels and stuff like that he's the one that they put in uh marvel's agents of shield and then there was also a female ghost rider at one point but again i'm gonna focus on johnny blaze um so he was he was like a member of a traveling carnival 
and yeah, he got the he got the uh, he got the powers of the Ghost Rider by making a deal with the devil, who in Marvel Comics is Mephisto, and um, saying that he would save his father who got sick. It was either his father or someone he saw as a father figure. I don't quite remember. Um, who would save his father from from cancer? So he made a deal saying, like, okay, cool, I'll save him, but I can come cash in this deal with you at any point. And his his dad actually ends up dying in a motorcycle accident. So he kind of tricked him because he told him he'd save him from cancer, but he didn't just he didn't say he would just like save his life altogether. He died in a tragic motorcycle accident. So then Mephisto came and uh, cashed in his check and he made Johnny Blaze the Ghost Rider. Basically just a guy to like do his bidding for him or whatever. Uh, so yeah. You want to talk about powers? In the, uh, I guess you kind of ran through through Johnny Storm's powers. Uh, so Ghost Rider has superhuman strength. Uh, he can lift up to 25 tons, which is pretty fucking crazy um he has amazing durability right since when he morphs into the ghost rider like his he doesn't have the traditional structure of a human being he's mostly he literally is just kind of a skeleton so like bullets can pass right through him or just bounce off his bones he's immune to most physical attacks since he has no skin or tissues um and yeah, like I said, he has durability strong enough to like take a hit from the Hulk and just kind of get back up. Uh, in most iterations, he does not feel pain, or he is at least not depicted to have shown to show pain. Like he's lost arms and rehabil and regenerated them. He lost his skull at one point and regenerated without even showing pain. So, I mean, he has a pretty crazy like healing slash durability factor to him, which I think is gonna be like the key he can also control mystical fire so not just it's not just any kind of fire fire he controls this mystical fire called hellfire um that he can actually do kind of a supernova move kind of like the human torch which is strong enough to to wound some of the bigger hitters in the marvel universe like the hulk um and then the biggest thing he has is this ability called the pennant stare where if someone looks him directly in the eyes, he has the ability to make that person feel, see and feel the all the pain that that person has ever caused anybody else in their entire life. So like when he when he goes out, cause, yeah, it is. So like Ghost Rider is all about like vengeance. Like that's what he's driven by is vengeance. So when he meets these criminals who have like maybe, you know, killed six people or whatever if he hits them with this pennant stare he can make that criminal see and feel the pain of all six of those murders like crazy like that's some fucked up stuff real dark the pain of the murders and the pain of like the people mourning the people that got murdered yeah like the pain any pain that that person has called anyone else in their life they feel and see all of it and he can make them feel that for all of eternity Whoever thought about that, it's a little fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> real, real fucked up. Um, the latest iteration of Ghost Rider has been seen to like increase his size, but the Johnny Blaze Ghost Rider never did that, so I guess I won't really 
throw that in there. Uh, and then, of course, he has his Hell Cycle, which is the the flaming motorcycle he has. It's fast, much faster than your average car, and it can do things like ride on. He can ride it on walls or up buildings or jump huge uh, crevasses and whatnot. So pretty, uh, pretty fucking crazy. All right, it's my cue, right? right to, well, where are they fighting at? To yeah. pick where they where they fight. All right, let's see, let's see. All right, we already did that one. I guess that was in there twice. All right, we're gonna go to Planet Sakar. All right, all right. All right. So for everybody who's no- yeah, I was gonna say I'm gonna let you talk about yeah. what we can expect on Planet Sakar. So for anybody who doesn't know what Planet Sakar is, Planet Sakar is the planet that the Hulk ended up on when he um was exiled from earth and this the planet where he was imprisoned and became a gladiator so if you if you haven't seen or read the planet hawk storyline it's basically the same planet that was in thor ragnarok the planet that um that thor and hawk were on so in that planet it used to be like a war world where you know they had limited resources People were um, entertained by uh, people being imprisoned in gladi- gladiatorial matches, things like that. In the comic books, it's yeah, it's just kind of de- desolate. Doesn't have much to it. Um, I guess if we're gonna pick one, we'll probably pick like the more of the gladiatorial planet, right? So ideally, yeah. I guess Ghost Rider and Johnny Storm have both been imprisoned. And they've been thrown in the ring to fight each other. And yeah. Let's start there. Alright, ding ding. Shall ding, I start? Ding. Yep. Alright, so the way I see this going down, right? Flame on. Obviously. We're gonna start throwing some fireballs. Obviously. Um maybe keep our distance, do a little stick and move kind of action, right? So maybe flying around the arena, not necessarily getting too close to him. Just keep shooting fire at him. Now my question is, because I don't know much about Ghost Rider. All right, is this fire doing anything? Because he only controls no. mystical fire, so does no. regular. So regular fire does nothing. It's not doing a damn thing. Right, the only so weapons that can inflict pain to Ghost Rider are heaven weapons. So unless Johnny Storm has gone to heaven and come back. <laughs> <laughs> with something it's nothing's happening ghost hey. rider's just kind of sitting there he's probably even swallowing the fire just having fun so as a as a last resort i love how we're already at last resort this wasn't a smart fight to have no it wasn't it wasn't at all <laughs> But the problem was we both went into it not knowing much about Ghost Rider. But as soon as I started doing research on it, I'm like, fuck, this <laughs> this isn't even a battle anymore. <laughs> this is no fight. Like, Ghost Rider can <laughs> basically control the flames that Johnny Storm would throw at him. He has a that little chain whip he has. He can literally elongate it at will. So even if Johnny Storm's just kind of flying around, it'll just be like a whoosh. Grab him up, <laughs> pull his ass to the ground, and then just hold his face and stare into his eyes. And it's like, boom, you're done. <laughs> That's it. 
So my last resort, this is not even an argument, but just, just for, you know, argument's sake, is Johnny Storm's going to go supernova, and we're going to see if a Ghost Rider can survive the heat of the sun. Nope. He might burn away. He might melt slightly, but he's just going to regenerate. Well, we're going to continue. And then Johnny Storm's going to be laying <laughs> there with no more flames, and Ghost Rider's just going to be like, all right, dude. Um, you know what? This yeah, Ghost Rider kind of kills. He probably he probably murder him, or at least put him in type of in a type of state where it's like you're not gonna do anything. So yeah, that's that's a pretty quick fight. Yeah, like all Johnny Storm's gonna have is just postponing his loss, just trying to draw it out as long as possible. But other than that, like it's it's. I mean, I was I was thinking before, like maybe there'll be some weapons in the arena, but you're saying only heavily weapons. So here's here's yeah. my argument: no way it's gonna happen. But this is what he's gonna do: is he's gonna fly around, find one of those disc kind of things that are you know known for Sakar. He's gonna throw it on Ghost Rider. He's also gonna somehow get that device, <laughs> so you can hit the button, and then that that circle thing that he throws on Ghost Rider's chest will just shock him and knock him out. Do you know why that wouldn't work? Ghost Rider has no tissues. It yeah, wouldn't. Gonna, it wouldn't stick. He's to gonna anything. melt it onto his bones. <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't that just melt the device? No, no, they're fireproof. Oh, that, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, they're fireproof. Ah, right, you win. You win with hardly even trying. I, I know. Yeah, you damn right. I do. That's what you get for throwing <laughs> Ghost Rider on me, you son of a bitch. <laughs> You're all oh, like, you man. came up with this fight, and you're like, nah, you can, you can take Ghost Rider, bro. I, I'll take Human Torch. Oh, I got this one. Did you get? No, I wasn't. I wasn't necessarily confident. I just felt like I knew Human Torch already. Fair enough. Fair My enough. My knowledge of Ghost Rider is like legit from that Nicolas Cage movie that I don't even remember because I watched it like when it came out, however many years ago that was. I don't even. Rem- I don't even think I saw that movie because it looked garbage. Was it garbage? Yeah. Nah, yeah, it was pretty terrible. Yeah, I'm sure it was. I think I enjoyed it because I was young. Probably. I'm sure that's what it was. But, like, watching it now. Like, I've seen, like, a couple of scenes out of it on TV, and I'm like, yeah. I mean, this is entertaining because it's bad. Yeah. I mean, that's how I feel about the old Fantastic Four movies, since I guess we were talking about Ghost Rider and Human Torch. Like, I saw the first Fantastic Four when I was young, and I remember enjoying it when I was young, and then I went back and I watched it, and I'm like, holy shit, this is bad <laughs> it's better so than the bad. remake that's yeah you're right about that i I can't argue with that you are right it is better than the remake because yeah i don't even want to talk about it all right next battle <laughs> it's a we're whole gonna do all right next yeah, battle. Know, right? here we go we're going a little um i was about to say bigger but i gotta i guess it's not necessarily bigger it's actually probably smaller in scale, right? Because these are more human-ish people, right? Yeah. Like Ghost Rider is like a mystical demon of vengeance, and the Human Torch is literally like a human son. This battle we're doing X twenty-three versus Deathstroke. Dun dun dun. You know what we actually should have did? We should have X-23 versus uh, Talia Al Ghul. Why do we choose Deathstroke? 
Because of the healing I think factor? we started with Deathstroke. I think we went Deathstroke, and we were originally going to do Deathstroke and Wolverine, but we're like, not, that's not fun. You're right. Let's we do did X-23. do that. Yeah, we decided to shake it up. You're right. So we led with Deathstroke, and then we added X-23. You're right. Okay. No, nah, that works. All right, let me... Uh, oh, we got to talk about it, right? Yep. All right. DC expert, let, let us know about Deathstroke. What's up with that guy? What's going on with him? Man, Deathstroke's got a long ass history. So we're just we're gonna do some basics here, right? His name's Slade Wilson. Um, basically, he was um, a Marine, or he was in the Army. I'm not sure even sure if he was a Marine. He was in some, uh, you know, service. He was picked to um, get some experiments done on him to basically make him a meta human to make him a super soldier so he was picked he got it increased his abilities um and pretty much he like moved up through the military like super fast and he was like one of the best and things kind of started going south with him when he got married had kids and then one of his kids got kidnapped and then he was threatened to have his you know kid murdered um, he had to give up names if not, and he refused to give up his code. And this kid ended up getting this throat slice, but he survived. And basically, ever since then, he kind of became more of a mercenary kind of person, um, doing all kinds of crazy shit. I think that's a good sum up of what he is. He's basically a super soldier, um, but in DC. Okay, you want to go over some like his uh, some of his abilities and attributes and ways of ways of nature yeah so he is, he's got super strength super speed super agility uh he's got the strength of 10 men um this is kind of a cool, a cool fact so he can use 90 percent of his brain at once and the, wow. the idea of this is people can only use 10 percent of the brain at once so he's so he's 90. the inverse Right. That's crazy. Hmm. Yeah. So because of this reason, he's a tactical genius. Um, he's an expert in boxing, karate, judo, bujitsu, jujitsu, ninja jitsu. He's um, got a whole bunch of different type of weapons on him. So he carries around swords. He carries around guns constantly with them. He's got armor that can... Um, basically take blows from Lobo in the past, and he's been perfectly fine with it. He's got some iron, a suit called the Iron Suit, and basically what it does is it connects, is it collects kinetic energy, so you beat it, and it just, like, gets it stronger. So that's kind of one of the reasons he's able to take such blows. He can reheal. He's not, like, like Wolverine or, you know, X-23, X-23. that we're going to see in a minute here. Mm-hmm. He, he can reheal, but he can't reheal, like, crazy crazy fast and he can't like reheal limbs example being he's missing an eye like he couldn't regrow his eye back right uh but basically put in a nutshell is i mean he's he's strong he's fast he's crazy crazy smart and he's really really skilled cool 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 all right so oh also for anybody who doesn't know slade will so there's Slade Wilson, which is Deathstroke. Deadpool, because I actually had an argument with this about a guy once. He thought that Deathstroke was just a copy of Deadpool. 
which is 100% false. It is the opposite way. Deadpool is a direct copy of Deathstroke. That's why his name is Wade Wilson. That's why they call him Deadpool. Even the creators of Deadpool have basically stated that they copied Deathstroke. Now, with that... That's, I realize we we covered this in our did we? Yeah. episode before. That's the why we didn't came first. Yeah, you're right. We did. I forgot we did a who did who came first uh episode. But that's also why we didn't put Deathstroke up against Deadpool. Because Deadpool was literally designed to be stronger than Deathstroke. He basically took all the shit that makes Deathstroke Deathstroke and enhanced it like twentyfold and then made him humorous. So it wouldn't make sense for us to have done a battle like that. With that being said, uh X twenty three. So, X-23, her real name is Laura. She is a clone-slash-daughter of Wolverine and another woman um, who's not a mutant at all. But she was an experiment. Uh, They were trying to make a clone of Wolverine. They had some genes of him. Uh, They were kind of corrupted, though. So, it took a few tries, 23 to be exact, hence 23. Uh, The X came from Weapon X, the same program that created Wolverine. Um, so yeah, she was basically raised from birth to be a weapon. Uh, fun fact too, she actually premiered in the X-Men Evolution cartoon series first and then was later transferred to the comic books. Have you watched it yet? No, I haven't. I knew you were going to ask me that. Oh I haven't. my God. I haven't, but I'm going to watch it though. You know, we're going to, we're going to stop the episode right here. You're just going uh. to have to watch it now. <laughs> we'll be back everybody yeah <laughs> however long it takes me to finish what is it like 18 seasons no nah, i'm just kidding it's probably like two Nah, i think it's it's like four seasons okay all right cool uh um, they're on youtube like it's really easy to watch yeah i know you were telling me uh yeah so yeah she was she was a wolverine clone she was raised from birth to be literally a weapon they started combat training her from like the time she could walk so like by seven she was already mastering different forms of martial arts by the age of 11 she was already one of the best assassins in the marvel universe like in the world um she has powers similar to wolverine so she has she has three claws in total but two are in her each hand, and then she has one in each foot, which makes her different. Some people have said this is due to the fact that she's a female and not a male, but whatever. Sure. Why not? Um, yeah, so by the age of 11, what does dude. does that have to do with anything? I have no idea. That's just it's, just, it's just been said. I wasn't the one that said it. It's just been said. All right? <laughs> you just said it now. <laughs> I wasn't the one who said it first. It's just been said. Um, so yeah, by age of 11, dude, like she could literally murder a room full of 20 dudes. No problem. Um, let's see what else, what else is there about her? Yeah. So she has the claw. She also has animantium claws. The difference with her is that they only put the animantium on her claws and not her entire skeleton like Wolverine. So Wolverine has animantium in his entire skeleton, which in turn, Number one makes him weigh like 400 pounds, even though he's only like five, eight or some shit like that. He's or shorter than that. I think Wolverine's really short. Yeah, he's supposed to be super short. Yeah, um, but he's like 400 pounds. So he's like super, super fucking dense. Um, also, 
what that does is so since Wolverine has that animantium on his skeleton, uh, a reason why he's able to survive with it is because his healing factor is great enough to fight off the animantium from poisoning his body and he can still function. Now, because of that, we learn that his healing factor has actually not to the best of its ability because that animantium is in the skeleton. So since they put didn't put the animantium in X-23's entire skeleton, her healing factor is actually significantly better than Wolverine's, which is crazy to think about because there's literally been pages where Wolverine has been blown to a skeleton and regenerated in just a few panels his entire body. Tissues, organs, everything. So to think that her healing factor is even better than that like it's easy to see like she's not immortal she can be killed but it is a very very difficult to kill her but the one downside to not have an animantium skeleton is that she is more prone to like losing a limb or possibly having her head cut off since the animantium wouldn't stop the bones from being cut like wolverine so there's that um i think that's i think that's about it yeah other superhuman senses like wolverine so you know sense of smell and and hearing and things like that uh so yeah i think that's i think that's about it man where are we fighting where are we fighting good good freaking question sir let's find out we are going to man why do i have doubles of these all right, we're going to Arkham Asylum. Going back to the DC Ooh, universe. That's interesting. It is, actually. If anything, this is probably the best place that they could have fought. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's perfect for them. Did I start off last time? I think I started off last time, right? No, no I started You off. did. I just had nothing to go with. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, hold on. Uh, so, Arkham Asylum, everybody knows it. It's... Famous in the for Batman's where all the Batman villains go to to get rehabilitated. A lot of people have played the game so they can get an idea of the map in the games. But I mean, basically, you got a lot of jail cells, you got a lot of different offices, you got, and they're not necessarily all in one building. They got different buildings, different wards. You got to go to different areas. So basically, what you can expect to see is you might have to fight out some wardens. You got a lot of different places to hide. I feel like the games kind of had a lot of like secret passageways and tunnels going below it and stuff like that too. So you kind of have stuff like that as well. You're okay. big on the games. You got anything else you think that's going to be significant? Mm, we should add? No, just a lot of dark corridors and uh you know jail kind of a creepy eerie and, place yeah real 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 fucking spooky so which wouldn't really bother them much i think i think the biggest factor in arkham asylum would be well two number one the darkened environment right because both of right. these both of them have been trained to be assassins, which means they favor the dark, right? They know how to use it to their advantage. They know how to creep around and sneak around. So I think that's going to be a part of it. The second thing would be things just laying around. You know what I mean? Like Arkham Asylum is known for like running a lot of experiments and tests on like all of the people who who are admitted there. So like both of these these characters with their assassin background can pretty much turn anything into a weapon 
which I think probably pays a little bit more toward Deathstroke, simply because like X twenty three always has weapons on her, her claws. But if Deathstroke is ever found without a weapon, then he could probably fashion one out of anything that's around him. So that's that's probably the two biggest two biz, two biggest factors to it. So I, here, here's how I would set up the battle. They're both locked up, right? Deathstroke and, and X-23 are both locked up in their own cells. And somebody comes in and presses I the release like this button. Already. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, 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 no. We, I guess we do because, do, we do the strongest like versions, needs right? His, yeah, yeah but he so needs like, his weapons. He needs his weapons. All right, so what are you equipping, equipping him with? What does he normally I carry will. around with him? I'm a, I'm gonna say he's he's got his sword for sure. He's got his pistols for sure. I'm even gonna say maybe a couple smoke bombs, a couple like ninja stars kind of things. Okay. And he's in a suit. And he's in a suit. Okay, fair enough. So I'm gonna say X23, nothing. She just has her claws. She's just ready to go. Like All I right, could, so I, I could give her a gun, but nah. Let's not do that. I don't that. feel like she typically has one. No, she wouldn't normally have a gun on her. She mostly just kind of go in real stealthy. So they. All right, you know what? And that's that's kind of an interesting approach to have to it too, right? So that's let's say that they're both like on rooftops in Arkham, being all sneaky ninja like, <laughs> and then let's go. Okay. Is that, I mean, is that cool with you? Because I feel like yeah. that's realistic. All right, right? That's, that's like they're not going to be just standing in a room with together. They're going to be right. So maybe they're both after the same target, and uh, maybe Deathstroke's there to kill him, and and she's there to capture him or something, and then they got to battle each other. And <laughs> you know, let's make it real fun. They're both trying to kill the Joker. <laughs> Jesus. So what are they fighting over? Who gets to kill him? Who gets to kill? All right, fair enough. So, off straight off the bat, I think bullets are not going to do anything, right? So you can kind of get rid of the guns. They're just she's going to take those bullets. What what are they going to do? Like, yeah, they may slow her down for a second, but again, with a with a healing factor better than Wolverine's, and being the fact that she's been trained and conditioned from basically birth to know how to take pain like I, I don't think bullets are going to slow her down so you can take those away the other thing would be okay next is what the katana her animantium claws are going to be stronger than that sword so she could literally chop it down then you really just got hand to hand combat my turn well go ahead yeah we can we can do All it right. back and forth alright uh, I'm going to disagree with you. For one, How guns are going to matter. How are they going to matter? They're going to matter. All right. So they're not, they're not going to kill her. All right. Two things here. One, it's going to slow her the fuck down and Deadpool's going to be empty and clips into her. Deathstroke. Two, a bullet to the head will knock her out. I mean, we've seen it. We've seen in okay. X-Men 2, a bullet to Wolverine's head took Wolverine down. We saw it, we saw it in X-Men 2, and we saw it in X-Men Origins, a bullet to the head. And this is the thing. So her healing factor is better. I'll give you that. But she's also less um, 
like indestructible, right? Like the fact that Wolverine's so indestructible is because his skull is covered in antimantium. She doesn't have that same advantage, right? So I'm seeing bolts getting flown to her head. And I'm seeing a lot of like kind of going from a distance in the beginning. And I don't think I necessarily agree with the fact that she's going to cut it chop his sword off right like that sword's gonna hold up just fine going i guess and it's gonna be a lot of dude that's a regular sword deathstroke doesn't have some kind of fancy metal sword (laughs) like that's a regular sword there's no way a regular sword is holding up to animantium not only that but like with the bullet things yeah you know what it will probably keep her at a bay for a while considering he does normally carry around machine like a literal machine gun with him but she is, even though she is more prone to, to taking those bullets than Wolverine, she's also more agile because she doesn't have a heavy-ass animantium skeleton weighing her down. So it's not going to be that easy to get a headshot on her. Like, it's not like he's Def- just going to aim and, and shoot. Like, she's going to do a lot of ducking and dodging. Deathstroke's got a really good shot, though. I, I, I mean, how often really does Deathstroke miss? Yeah, at non-moving targets. Still, he's going to have a really good shot, and he's going to be shooting the fuck of her. I do think this is going to come. I be, I think it's going to come to a point. There's there's two sides of this argument I want to go with. So she's going to get lit up in bullets, and it's going to come to a fight with him and his sword slicing the fuck out of her, right? And him being of a slice back. I'm not saying like it's, it's a one-sided thing. Okay. Like he's going to take some slices 100%. There's no fucking way. Now... They're both really, really well trained, right? right? I think, and I go back and forth. If I, I don't know if I can hundred percent tell you that I think one is a better fighter than the other. I don't feel like I know enough of X twenty three's ability to fight, but I know Deathstroke is a really, really great fighter. But I mean, being you know at birth being trained to be an assassin you would have to imagine that you're also really good and then uh, i'm trying to get you know reference points is right so we have the the storyline um with robin right with damian wayne being trained at birth as a fighter and he held his own perfectly fine against deathstroke so you would have to imagine somebody in the same kind of situation probably would too but there's another side of this here right um is the fact that deathstroke as i said is an intellect he's very strategic he's gonna make a plan right like he's he's so smart to the point where he's gonna shoot you at one point so you reach another point where his sword is already so i think in a, in a smart kind of standpoint deathstroke might be able to slice the fuck out of x23 just for that reason because he's smarter than this the other element is the fact that he's super manipulative and i think deathstroke is gonna get into her head which is gonna affect her ability to fight her Get into her head. You know what I mean? How exactly, though? I think I think just like the conversations that he's going to be having with her is going to take her focus off, and that's going to be her downfall. Because that's that's kind of Deathstroke's thing, right? I mean, we saw it. Yeah, um, his mind games, but also you know, she is still an assassin. Like maybe yeah, she, but she's she's also still a kid. Yeah, that's kind of true. Kid as a kid who was literally bred to be a weapon, though. But um, that's, in my opinion, that's almost like her downfall, right? That's like her that big thing that's wrong with her is the fact that she felt like she never had a childhood. I mean, you saw that 
you see that in the comics, you see that in the X-Men Unlimited, and you even saw that in in Logan, that she's very jealous of not having a childhood, and Deathstroke's going to put that together, and he's going to get in her head, and she's not going to be fighting 100% um, to her ability, because Deathstroke's just going to, she's, he's going to fuck over physically and fuck over in the mind, too. Now, while he may be able to play some type of mind game on her, I'll, I'll give you that. That's a pretty good argument. I didn't, I didn't think about that. That's, <laughs> that's pretty creative. I think you are v- grossly underestimating her physical ability, right? Like you I'm said, not, but, I, but Deathstroke, Deathstroke is also is, a really great fighter. He is a really great fighter. I, I don't, mean, I don't, I don't disagree with like that. Seven different types of fighting. Yeah, and so is she. Like she's an excellent martial artist. Like, and again. She's arguably more agile than Deathstroke. Like, Deathstroke is a bigger man than her, so maybe he might be physically stronger than she is, but she has two claws on her hands and two on each, like, one on each foot. So, like, it's not just her hands he has to look out for. Like, she's flipping and doing flips, trying to slit his throat with her toenails. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like it's going to be that easy. I have to imagine that he can block him, though. He's going to take quite a few slices quite a few yeah i agree he will and his healing factor her healing factor is definitely going to outlast his no doubt about it (laughs) like in order to beat her because they're both going to go they're killing right this is another battle where they're going to kill each other that's the only way this fight is going to end is if one of them kills the other one because even x23 took over as wolverine as one point and wolverine has always kind of been on that edge right there's there's times where he would kill, and there's a lot of times where he wouldn't kill. But if he really needed to kill somebody, he was going to kill them. She has been trained since birth to not give a shit about killing. So if she sees him as a threat, she's going to kill him. Like, that's end of the story. The only way Deathstroke could kill her is by literally slicing her head off. Which I... I 100% feel like it's a pop possibility. Like, he's not he's not going to hesitate from slicing her head off. He doesn't give a fuck who she is. He doesn't give a fuck as a kid. So I, I can honestly see mind games. I can see getting that bullet to the head, which gives him that time to slice that head right off. And he's smart enough to realize by the first couple of bullets that he shoots that this person heals really quick. So he's going to have to do, he's going to have to, like, take the head off and then see if she can heal from that. And, and mind you, I, he's going to be devising a plan as she's coming at him, and I don't think she will be. She's going to be going kind of brute force, thinking her skill, her healing factor, and her claws are going to get her by. And I don't know if that's enough to take down Deathstroke. Meanwhile, Deathstroke is making all these plans of how he can take her down. He's shooting her. If he's in a bad situation, he's dropping his smoke bomb. He's getting out of there. He's throwing ninja stars. He's keeping his distance and when he's fighting he's got his sword honestly he's probably got a knife too to block those other shots and he's probably gonna get throw enough bullets in there he's probably gonna get enough a bullet to the head and he's probably gonna be able to get his sword and take the head right on off i don't think i don't think the bullets are gonna play as big of a factor as you think they are i really don't because i don't think she's gonna get i don't think she's gonna get hit as much as you think like we're talking. They're in okay. So, the, so they're on a rooftop in that's, Arkham that's, Asylum. This is like, my thing, right? A dark rooftop. Yeah, but they're, she's they're normally going all over the place, right? So, but like she's she's again she's smaller and more agile than Deathstroke is. So I mean, it's not going to be that easy for her to, for him to just hit her. Like, yeah, sure, he's a great marksman. I get that, but like it's it, it, 
the bullets aren't going to be the deciding factor. They're not going to be a deciding factor. I think the bullets are going to be enough to slow it down for him to be able to take that head right off. And honestly, I do. I, I refuse to believe that of all the shots that Deathstroke's going to take, he can't get one in the head. Especially if she gets close. Even if she does take a bullet to and the head. she's going to have to get close because that's the only way she can fight. Yeah, that's true. But even if she does take a bullet to the head, it has to be in a specific area of her head to knock her out. Like, not just any bullet to the head is going to knock her out. Anyone that's going to get to the brain. <laughs> because there's nothing stopping it getting to the brain because she doesn't have antimantium over her skull. So any shot to her head that's going to go into her brain will take her down. She can also dismantle his guns. Like, she knows how to use a gun. So if she gets close enough, like, she's taking those guns away. <laughs> You're just reaching now. I'm not, though. <laughs> like, there's so okay. much to her. He could also put the... You're vastly the under... Back together in, like, a two seconds. You're like. vastly underestimating her. The one... What I, what I can give you is I will say that even with all of her training, it would probably be her age that ultimately is her downfall. Because even... Her at her peak, when she, t- like, arguably, when she takes over as Wolverine, is her at her peak, right? She's still only, like, maybe in her early 20s. Late teens, early 20s when she takes over as Wolverine. So, right. in terms of that, in terms of, like, just, because she's seen quite a bit of combat. She's been in quite a few situations. So, I don't think it's necessarily a level of, like, if she doesn't have experience, I think it's just she is younger. She is a little more she is more unstable and Deathstroke probably would he is calmer and probably outthink her, but it wouldn't be the way I don't think it would go down the way you're saying. This like, is this this here, this will be my argument for how he's gonna get the shot, right? So I was saying earlier Why are you so about convinced how, about this shot, dude? The shot is not going to make a difference. That's a shot to the head is going to make all the difference. It is not. What kind of bullets is he packing? Are they regular bullets? Because regular bullets (laughs) won't do anything. Yeah, they will. If it hits her brain, it's going to do something. And that's all he needs to do. A regular bullet. Not an antimantium bullet. Just a regular ass bullet. It only has to be an antimantium bullet if... It's got to go through an antimantium skull. But this is not the case with X-23. Okay. And even a regular bullet took Wolverine to the head made Wolverine go down. He got back up in like a minute. But what? a minute's at, all... At point blank range? Like it had to be a high-ass caliber bullet. It was like a pistol. No, what? Like when, when did that ever happen? X-Men 2. In the shit movies? Yes. We're talking about it comic happened, books. Though. We're talking about peak physical that's not peak that's probably his lowest point ever (laughs) like stop it cut it out i'm not i'm not having it regardless a bullet to the head a regular bullet would take x23 down even if it's just for a minute even if it's just for 30 seconds and that's going to be enough for deathstroke to take the head and this is how my this is going to be my argument for how he's going to get the shot Right. So I was already saying how Deathstroke is very smart and he's very tactical and he knows where to like throw something or shoot something to make the person move to where he wants to be. 
And I'll give you an example of this. Is in the comic book, Deathstroke set up bombs when he was fighting the Flash. So he would know exactly where to swing by where the bombs was going to make the Flash go. It'll punch Flash in the face. If he can do that to the Flash, know where a speedster is going to be based on his actions. 100% he can do that to X-23. All right, man. I guess I will <laughs> very, very reluctantly give you that. Because, again, I think if it comes down to it, it's not going to be it's not going to be the gun. It's not going to be the sword. It's not like he's going to outfight her or 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 out power overpower her. Like it's not going to be any of that. Like Deathstroke, I 100% believe if he does win the fight, I mean, he's going to be real fucking close to death. Like it's not like this is going to be a dis- like a a clear <laughs> like yeah, no, she's I, done. I give you that. Like he's no, gonna he's up. he's going to be bleeding out. Like he might even die after he kills her if he doesn't make it to a hospital <laughs> in time. Like if he doesn't get patched up in time, he probably will die. But I guess in the very end, he might <laughs> come out on top. All right, ding, ding, man. That, I got to admit, man, this one was better than I thought, but Man. <laughs> Gonna talk about. Oh, Bullet would take her out, no problem. Get the fuck out of here. No, it wouldn't. <laughs> Golly. Whew. What a, what a battle there, Sean. What a battle. Yep. We had quite a quite a few good fights there. Some close calls. Close calls for sure, man. Man, it was it was tough. It was we we weren't holding any punches per <laughs> se. We were we were battling it out. But uh yeah, I think that's I think that's it for this episode though. Yep. Um did we cross back over or did we not? Who knows? Anyway, we're gonna reach us, Sean. They can reach us at Close Calls Pod. They can do it on Facebook. They can do it on Instagram. They can email us. They can tweet at us. On the book, on the gram, the tweets, whatever you're feeling, email us. Let us know what you thought about our fights. I would love an old school email, to be honest Man, with you. Just, just send if it I, on. If over. I had to choose one of them, send us an email. <laughs> we're, wait, we're still waiting on that email that's just like, hey guys, love the show. But this fight was real dumb. You guys are both idiots. We love to hear. It. We yeah. love to hear how wrong we are. Please let us know. Are you gonna agree with me about how you know Deathstroke's gonna take down X twenty three? False. <laughs> or you can tell him how crazy he is. Either one. But uh, yeah, uh, that's it for the show. We'll talk to you guys next time. Bye. Bye.